about to win so big. Tell my hydraulic money. Yeah. Money coming in. Tell me what's the program? 25 days of cushion. Yeah, get with the program. Show they want their way. Get the program. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Another week, another episode. Tales from the Terror Dome. Coming off a hell of a spring game weekend. I got a special guest today that has nothing to do with football, but very important to athletics. Director of Creative Communications for Women's Basketball. He does some football credentials. He's in charge of some student staff. He's an all-around important man for our Hokies and the 2023 ACC champion women's basketball team and Final Four team. His name is Carter Brown. He's in the building. My man, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Dan. Can you say that last bit again? ACC champs, Final Four. What a heck of a ride, man. 2023 ACC champions and Final Four for team women's basketball yes sir yes sir happy to be on thanks for having me man absolutely man ain't no thing i'm glad you're here uh where are you from exactly tell the people where carter brown is from yeah so i was born in a, a small town up north in new london connecticut um so if you ever see me liking tweets surrounding yukon that's why I'm um, big fan of the Huskies, but I grew up in uh, central Virginia, south of Richmond and Midlothian, um, Chesterfield County Public Schools. Um, and then I found my way to Virginia Tech after that. So what was, <laughs> how old were you when you moved from Connecticut to southern Virginia? I was just. had to be. Yeah, I was one or two years old, so uh, I don't have I don't have memories up there besides visiting and what my folks tell me about it. So there was zero culture shock then, because all you knew was the eight hundred four. That's right. What high school did you go to? I went. And to did Clover, you play sports? Clover Hill High School. We were the Cavaliers. Um, so, funny story about that. Wit has us do all staff meetings a couple times a year and uh, the old format, the new employees had to stand up, say where they're from, what their high school mascot is. So I got up there, said, I'm Carter. You know, my high school is the Cavaliers and he started booing me. So that was that was a good moment right there. <laughs> <laughs> With Babcock booed you. Yeah, but uh, we hey, come a long funny. way. We came a long way. He saw me yesterday, got a handshake and a high five. So. Um, no, I played soccer growing up. That was my sport. Um, played it as long as I could even spent a few semesters on the team up here, uh, with coach Brizendine, which was cool. Um, because he's still around his programs in good shape. So I'm a big soccer guy. Uh, these days I play a lot of golf. Didn't catch me down at the Blacksburg country club, probably looking for my ball somewhere, but I'm improving. And, uh, yeah, those are, those are the two main things that I've, used to get up to what's your handicap so i use an app and it is 11 right now 
which is not bad by any means. Um, it used to be about nine, maybe two summers ago. So I need to get it back to that range. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I enjoy golf. Like my first job out of high school was like a summer temp thing. I did, um, my, my grandpa was a member, like longstanding member at this country club in Harrisonburg called Spotswood country club. And they needed like landscaping people for the summer for the, for the golf course. So I did that. So I kind of got into the game a little bit then I never played. I'm a left-hander. There aren't really too many left-handed clubs sitting around for you to just pick up. So, um, I do enjoy it though. I think it's a great sport. It's definitely, um, way more difficult than people may think. Yeah, man, that's the thing. I like it, um, for a few reasons, but it's a challenge because you're, really fighting two opponents at once, the course and then yourself. So each day you go out there and you're battling your own demons and trying to improve. And I kind of like that challenge, but also it's a great way to be outside for a few hours uh, with some friends, you know, depending on the situation, maybe some adult beverages as well. So it's a good, it's a good thing to get into. Absolutely. Get a good sweat in, you know, have a good time, talk some trash. <laughs> I try to keep that to a minimum because I don't know if I can back it up. Depends on, depends on the day and who I'm with. <laughs> I've always been more of the type to just talk regardless. Doesn't matter. Um, got to stay consistent. I guess like like the Dray the Draymond Draymond type. Oh, but uh, bad, did you play any tournaments? <laughs> did you play it? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Did you play in any tournaments this weekend? I did not. No. Um, what did I do this weekend? I didn't get a chance to go play this weekend. Um, hoping to do so next weekend. But what's great is, you know, now that it's summertime and the weather's nice and the sun's out for a while, I can go after work and get in nine holes easily, sometimes more. So I did that yesterday. Hoping to do it again today. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe next year they can get you on the, uh, the, the, big tournament they do every year for the spring game with all the alumni. That'd be cool. Go out there, show some people up. So what are you like, what's your schedule like with your job in particular in the off season? Like, cause I know you're super busy during the season cause you're doing all the social stuff and all the, the comms and everything, but what's the off season like for you? Yeah. The off season right now is nice because I'm not, working, you know, long hours like I did in March, which was excellent situation. Of course, you want to be working late into March and to have that opportunity was great. But once we got back from Dallas, I definitely needed a quick breather. Um, but no, I still come in every day. Um, there's still emails uh, to respond to. And, you know, specifically to wrap up the season, you know, I update everybody's bios, put photos on there, stuff like that. Um, you know, as as things happen with our team, whether it's, you know, announcing players or staff members or tournaments we're going to, you know, you'll be hearing from me that way. Uh, but there's always stuff to tend to, um, whether it's helping the staff, you know, with the recruiting project or, you know, working with our great video coordinator with social media. Um, you know, there's always different things that we can tend to. Um, before we started this call, I was writing a release for some state awards some of our athletes won. So there's always something going on, but it's definitely nice that 
you know, pretty much at four o'clock or four thirty, I know I can head on out instead of putting in a full shift like during the season. It might be eight o'clock depending on the day. Yeah, like you said, you can go out there and play nine, you know, catch a movie. We know you're big into movies. We see that <laughs> on Twitter. You got the big thread going. Have you yeah. always been like super cinema fan? No, I can point uh, exactly to the moment where I started, really. Um, it was college, I think my sophomore year. And I just decided I was going to take a quick break from from going out and drinking and stuff. Um, you know, nothing against it. You know, I went back to it and had a good time. But I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find something else to occupy my time. So that's how I first turned on Netflix and the streaming apps and just kind of continued on like that. Yeah, so, I've always. Uh, Sunday, I think what you're referring to, I sat down and pretty much had nothing going on. And from the start of the day till I went to sleep, I watched three movies. So that's what I call a good Sunday. <laughs> that's a very solid Sunday. So I've always been a movie guy. Uh, my favorite movie of all time. And those who know me know it's Top Gun. Uh I just don't think you get, I don't know. It's like, I probably watch it like 80 times a year, man. I'm not even joking. Like, when in doubt, Top Gun. Like, that's just how I am. Uh, I enjoy going to the movies. I enjoy going by myself. Because it's like, my days are typically sort of crazy. Because, you know, I'm the boss of a department. I run a whole department. So, there's people that are always needing stuff or like, hit me about stuff. So, it's like, two to three hours that I have where I can just like chill in the dark with some food or some drinks and just hang out, watch a movie. They can't really reach you in there because cell phones aren't really supposed to work in the theater. At least the one I go to kind of blocks it out. So I've always enjoyed it. I'm a big fan of movies when I get time to watch them. So I, I enjoy it. Uh, two weeks ago, I decided I was taking myself to the movies and I ended up staying and watching two by myself. Nothing wrong with that, man. Just you and the, the cinema, nothing better. Yeah, there's a, actually, have you ever heard of Alamo Draft House? It's the one I go to in Northern Virginia. It changes your life. I haven't. I haven't. Next time I'm in the area, I might have to check it out. Yeah, you sit down, they serve you food, drinks, like you order from a menu. It's, it's like, I don't think I could ever go back to like Regal or whatever. Like, I'm spoiled now. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I was at Regal here in Christiansburg. <laughs> It's a great experience, though. I like that theater. No, that one's actually not there. Like, I've been there. I went and I think I had to kill some time one day while I was in Blacksburg, and I went to that theater, and it was I, – I enjoyed it. It was a, it was a good regal because the one in Harrisonburg is not a good regal. So, you were uh, – you worked for soccer team too, right? Sort of in the role you're in now, kind of. I did. Yeah. So let me explain what my role is a little bit. Um, so like you said, creative communications, that's kind of our fancy title for sports information, uh, SID department, whatever you want to call it, media relations. So um, my first year um, as a full-time employee, I was working with men's soccer uh, and Coach Brizendine, like I said, um, and I was with them for I think two and a half, almost three years. And then I got bumped up to football because we had some staffing changes uh, as far as who I worked with in the fall. 
Um, so during my time with them, we had uh, Ben Lungard was a first round draft pick um, and a couple NCAA appearances. So great team to work with. Um, I liked hanging out with those guys because I knew the sport really well and they knew that too. And I would go around practice or see him in the facility. And it was just like I was one of the guys. Plus, I was younger back then. So it's harder to stay in touch these days. <laughs> How does the draft process work for soccer, by the way? I'm curious, like, is the MLS prominent in a college player's decision? Or is it more like the international stuff that comes into play? Um, it's kind of tricky based on where you're from. Uh, we've had several international players uh, end up going back home or back to Europe to play. Um, and we've had some American ones drafted. Uh, but the draft takes place, I want to say, the first week of December or second week um, after a national championship is decided. Um, so it's a good situation for the players because their season's over. Uh, everything's wrapped up. And then if you get selected, um, then you can go, you know, straight to your team, straight to camp, essentially. Uh, so that's kind of how it works. And then if you don't get selected, you can stay in school, obviously, finish your degree if you want to, um, test the waters abroad. Or, of course, you know, like you see in a lot of other sports, you could go to camp or sign like a, a semi-pro deal and try to work your way up. So that's kind of how it works. The, the school that I attended for a brief time, actually, I think they won the Natty last year. Marshall? Uh, I want to say two years it, ago. It might have yeah. been two years ago now. Yeah, yeah. yeah time, time escapes me. <laughs> uh, I, I need to get tapped into Virginia Tech soccer. It's something I need to do. I haven't done it yet, but I know, like, I always see the pictures of the field, and they have, like, a very nice setup. So I think it would be cool to attend. Yeah, man. We'll have to find one where – the team play, the men play on Friday, football plays Saturday, and maybe the women play Sunday. You can get a trifecta in down here. Because Thompson Field, it's a great location, good venue. Uh, the field's always looking great. Um, and our programs are good. The women did, did better than the men this past season. Um, but overall, I think the men made the tournament five in a row before this season. So they're still rolling. Uh, I actually ran into Coach Briz last week. He said he feels good about who they got coming in, and they're going to field another competitive squad next year. Man, that that's good to hear for sure. Um, you still dabble with football, though, right? As far I as, do. like, some comp stuff? What do you do with them? Yeah, so this past year from our office was admittedly um, a little bit of a mess, uh, organized chaos. Um, the former number one for football communications departed in the summer. And so for a time, that bumped me up to that role. Uh, and then we were able to hire uh, Travis Wells from uh, WDBJ. He came over. Um, and he's done a great job in his short time. But last fall was his first fall doing it in this capacity. Um, so definitely needed some help and some guidance there. And then our third communications guy is Mike Scovan. He works uh, with baseball in the spring, does a great job for them. So the three of us kind of tag team everything to get it done. But, you know, a typical week looks like uh, Tuesday, we publish our game notes packet. 
We have a Coach Pry media session. Um, I believe Wednesdays we ended up doing uh, student athletes. Thursday, we would also make student athletes available. Uh, Friday, if it's a home game, then I'm setting up the press box, uh, laying out the seat cards and making sure everybody's set up. Obviously, Saturday is a big day, game day. Welcome everyone into the stadium. Make sure they're connected to Wi-Fi. You know, they get their stat sheets in between quarters, all that good stuff. And then, you know, our, our biggest task post-game is running the press conference. So what I do is I help kind of track down the athletes from the locker room and walk them up to where they need to be so they can get connected with the media. Um, and then typically after a Saturday game, I like to go to our favorite spot, PK's, where I saw you this past weekend enjoying, enjoying some beverages, maybe some wings. Uh, and then Sunday, normally uh, get up and, and start working ahead for the next week. So it's definitely a grind, but, and, you know, we find our time to relax in between when we can. And that's kind of how our football operation goes. And I should also say, Dan, what I do um, more so on a daily basis related to football is credentials, like you mentioned. So uh, we have an automated system for folks to request. And then I will approve or deny, mostly approve. Uh, and then from there, I got to figure out how to get it in your hands. So if you're an NFL scout, then I'm going to ship it via FedEx. If you cover the visiting team, then I got to get it out in the mail. Uh, if you're local, then, you know, hopefully you cover us consistently. So you've got your season pass. Or if it's a one-off, then, you know, are you coming to our Coach Pry presser? Can I give it to you then? Are you going to be around the facility or do I have to leave it at will call? So doing whatever I can to make sure that our folks are coming in and, and they're prepared and they have what they need. What if your tail's from the terror dome? No, I'm just, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, you know what? I can send you the link. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. Oh, that's funny. Shout out Travis, man. I didn't know Pete. I mean, I knew who he was. Obviously, you see him on Twitter and everything like you're aware, but. Travis, you, Ethan have all been amazing in helping me do things for this show. So I've always been greatly appreciative, and I try to shout y'all out whenever I get a chance. Yeah, appreciate that. It's not about us. It's about our coaches, our student-athletes. So we're kind of your contact to get them, you know, out in the public eye. And, you know, we appreciate the relationship as well. Absolutely. And a quick plug, and you know you saw me at PKs this weekend, but shout out to Benny's. They sponsored the podcast. They came through big time at the spring game with four pizzas for my tailgating partners, and it was a big hit. Everyone cleaned house. Uh, it was actually kind of convenient because there was a pregnant woman at the tailgate over for me that was just starving, and I was like, you want some Benny's? And she was like, yeah. So. It, it, it worked out well. Um, it was a hell of a weekend. Shout out to them. If you're in Blacksburg, you've had some beverages. You haven't had some beverages. You're hungry. They got great picnic seating. They got a little room inside. Go get you some bennies, man. No doubt. That's a Blacksburg staple right there. Absolutely. So this season, how many seasons have you been with women's basketball now? This was my sixth. Okay, so you've definitely seen the 
the climb to what it what it has become and then what it can't what it's gonna become is even more exciting. But uh this season, man, it was just it just like clicked. It was it was crazy to watch. It was just like, you know, there was some shuffling in the lineup and Kayana came in and came on and it just rattled off like eighteen in a row or something insane. What was this year like for you on the on your side of things? Uh, a lot of fun. I think that goes without saying. Um, opening night, we knew we had a talented squad. Didn't know how we'd come together or how quickly or how far we could go. And opening night, Kayla King drops program record nine threes, 33 points. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be fun. Um, and along the way, there was other records broken. We saw a triple-double. We saw Liz do everything that she did. Um, and you shout out KT, uh, Kayana, you know, her and T soul both got drafted last week, which we'd never seen at this school, uh, anyways, with two in one class. So the thing, the things that coach Brooks has got going on is, is incredible and should definitely be celebrated and can't be understated enough because the success this program's having, we've never seen it before. And hopefully we're set up now to have many more just like it. Yeah, Taylor's uh Taylor's awesome. Actually, the women at my tailgate made a whole pickle bar and dedicated it to her because they know that she likes pickles so much. Um, <laughs> it was really cool. Uh, I was so excited that those two got drafted, and the fact that it was the only time that for, that two have ever been taken in the same class is not the last time because it's coming. It's going to happen again and again and again. I'm putting that out there. You know, I think we got definitives with Liz and Georgia. But I do think that the way that Kenny, because the, the real question was how you replace Shep. And then Kayla comes out first game of the year and goes nuts. And then everybody was like, okay, I think we're going to be all right. And then it just, the way that, you know, that's the big part of it, right, is to, you got to, every year you got to retool. And it was just incredible to see this year the way they came together and gelled. Yeah, no doubt. You said retool. It's kind of like the old adage, um, you know, replay. What is it? Uh, reload, you know, rebuild or reload. You know, we're just reloading. You know, we've got three starters coming back. Um, so we'll see who we're able to grab out of the portal and, you know, see what these freshmen can do as well. Because for the first time, we've got four top 100 kids coming in as well. So, you know, there isn't a lack of talent coming in so we'll just see how we can gel and get everyone back on the same page and let's go do it again absolutely i've said a thousand times probably but everyone who listens to this knows him from harrisonburg virginia kenny grew up in waynesboro he was a coach at jmu forever while i was still in harrisonburg kenny was the coach there so i got to see firsthand what he did for that program and what he started there is still running strong there. Um, I had a couple friends play for him at JMU, so I knew what kind of coach he was. So when he came to Blacksburg, I was like, okay, women's basketball is about to get legit. And it doesn't get too much more legit than a Final Four appearance, and I think the get back is going to be great. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I don't know what your friends told you about Coach Brooks, but let me let me tell you my favorite thing. Um, 
He's a great leader and more so an advocate. Um, I've seen it on a firsthand basis because I see all of his press appearances and I see more than the average fan in the office. And he's such a great advocate for um, not only his staff and getting the recognition and titles they deserve, um, obviously his players, you know, making sure they're in the national spotlight as much as they can be. Um, women's basketball in general, um, you know, he's been beating the drum that come on out. If you like basketball, come to a women's basketball game. You know, they play at a high level too. Um, and then uh, with, with that, women's sports in general, um, you know, they've got a great product. Why not support them? And then finally, for me, this one's a little personal as well, but um, advocating for people of color like himself. Um, he's kind of taken on that role more so now this year in the national spotlight because he's the only power five women's coach who's African-American. And he used to, you know, I'm kind of paraphrasing him, but he used to kind of shy away from that, but he's kind of leaning into it and, you know, trying to pave the way for other people who look like him in this profession. Um, and he's answering phone calls and trying to pave the way for, for younger black coaches. So that's, that's really impressive to me. And I really appreciate that about him. Yeah. I think one of my favorite things is you watch him on the sideline and like his demeanor, he's very smooth and he's always fresh. He's got the white kicks, you know, he's, he's just cool, man. He's he, Kenny's Ken, Kenny, cool. Kenny. Like he's just the man. Oh, he knows how to dress for sure. Um, the uniforms that he comes up with are great. Um, the coach's outfits are great. His shoe game, you know, is probably unmatched in college basketball. Um, but yeah, his demeanor out there, I feel like it kind of changed a little bit this year. Um, in the sense of, I can hardly remember a time where he had to call a timeout. I think he did it twice this season and one was against LSU. And he's, he just like, you guys are mature basketball players, go figure it out. And more often than not, the players did. And, you know, he was able to congratulate them after and say, hey, you guys played a great game. Absolutely. Um, I actually made a comment, I think, during the tournament where I was like, damn, like, we're not really calling. Like, Kenny's not using them timeouts. Like, he's just letting them go out there and do their thing. But uh, it also helped, I think, that Georgia just turned into a completely – like, she's been – legit all year right but during the tournament it was just kind of like the bright lights came on and she became a monster like she was just couldn't miss it was it was great to watch i was like that's our girl man yeah the great part about that is the whole country got to watch that take place like we tech fans see that all year long and think she should be getting more recognition but then when she's on espn and she's in the Elite Eight draining these step-back threes, you know, the whole country's on notice. So I've seen her on some prospective draft boards up pretty high. Um, this past weekend, she went to camp with uh, Kelsey Plum and other uh, top guards in the country, and she won the uh, MVP of that class award. So, you know, Georgia, <laughs> sometimes she leaves you speechless, but all you can say is, is what a competitor 
uh, what a great athlete and you know she's a hokey you know there aren't aren't many people better than her out here yeah it was cool to see like sue bird pay respects on like twitter and then you have magic johnson magic johnson with the tweet i know kenny was hyped about that because i mean he, he definitely remembers magic i think people know who magic is like in this, like the current generations but like Kenny like watched that man play like that was like very like he's a legend so it was cool to see him take his hat off to Kenny and, and the Hokies oh yeah that was big time he really appreciated that one and then he got a shout out from uh Dave Roberts the manager of the Dodgers um so coach Brooks is a Dodgers fan because his grandfather who used to watch games with him was a Dodgers fan so he's always had Dodger blue but uh, they hadn't met before. I'm not sure how they got connected, but uh, Roger sent him a video message saying he was proud of him and he's rooting for him. So that was that was big time. Yeah, now I guess we need the in-person meetup, huh? Kenny, Kenny at the Dodgers game. Well, that's what he said. He said, I'm taking this as an invite. So if you see him in L.A. this summer, that's what he's doing. Nice, yeah. Uh, that would be cool. It would be a rewarding moment for him. Um, something similar for me, it was real random. I'm a big Cubs fan. I've always been a massive Cubs fan. I hadn't been back to Wrigley in forever, and it was like 2015. We're getting good. Joe Madden's the coach or the manager, and uh, my mom just happened to be at some education dinner that he was at. And she was telling him how big of a Cubs fan I was. So he, like, made it possible for me to, like, come out, get great seats at Wrigley, have a great time. It was – it was I'll never forget it. So I hope that happens for Kenny. Yeah, that'd be great. So you're a member of the Virginia – what is it? The Virginia Sports Information Directors and the College Sports Information Directors of America – what uh, what all goes into being a member of those particular boards or, or groups? Yeah, for sure. I'll talk about the Virginia one first. Um, I know I referenced that I was working on something. It was actually their awards are coming out today. Um, so what we do after each season, we get a chance to nominate our coaches and athletes for, you know, player of the year or defensive player of the year or, you know, first team all state. And so pretty much it goes D1, you get to put all your athletes into a pool and then D2, D3, et cetera. And so we get to vote on those. Um, so for basketball, for example, you know, I put, I think I put our starting five up for it um, and everyone across the state, you know, whether they played against us or just, you know, sat back and watched, you know, get a chance to vote for the athletes they think are most, most deserving. Um, so that's kind of the basic involvement for, you know, the Virginia Association. Um, and that's not specific to basketball. They do that for football, lacrosse, tennis. Everybody gets a chance. Um, and then at the national level, um, it's a great situation because they host a conference every year. Um, this year it's in Orlando. Last year was in Vegas. Uh, it's been in D.C. before. Um, and so... Anyone who wants to, who's a member of this organization, can go um, listen to their peers, speak on topics. Um, maybe it's how you 
train your athletes in media relations. Maybe it's your approach to writing releases on the website, um, your approach to social media, different things like that. Um, and then there's social opportunities, get to mingle, meet people from different conferences, um, you know, different schools, exchange business cards. And I made a lot of friends that way. Um, in addition to, it's kind of funny, you might laugh, but we put our Twitter handles on our name tags <laughs> and then you just start following people and then you see their school or their team doing well and they're on TV and you send them a note, say, hey man, congrats. So it's kind of a big network to try to um, improve yourself professionally, develop, um, and ultimately it could be your way to you know, find that next opportunity. And so that conference is actually coming up in June um, so I'll be going to that and very much looking forward to it. Where do they hold that conference? Uh, it rotates. So this year we're going to be in Orlando, uh, I believe at the World um, World Marriott Center uh, down there. And I mean, there's there's thousands of people, right? So we're going to be in all of those big conference halls and and everything. That's awesome, man. It's funny you mentioned the whole people put their Twitter names on their name tags. I went to the Spring Jam Friday night, the Suns event at McLean, and it was kind of funny. You know, people walk up to me like, Dan, I'm such and such from Twitter. Like, they give you their their at. So it's kind of like, you know, you, you see all these people forever on Twitter. That's really how you know them. So the, putting it on your name tag doesn't seem so crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I mean, I love Twitter. Uh, I probably spent too much time on it, or at least social media in general. Uh, but it's a great avenue. You can you can meet some good people out there. That's a fact, man. That is an absolute fact. I know you're looking forward to uh, going to that, and you know Marriott's a it's a good uh good hotel company. It's actually who I work for, so it's kind of I plug them a little bit. I'm not a company man, but I recognize greatness. Yeah. So what else do you like to get into besides, you know, obviously you sports run life because that's what you're involved in athletics. We got the film. We got the golf. What about like music or other interests? What else is Carter Brown into? Um, Music for sure. I listen to it a lot. Um, you know, when I'm here at my desk, I got to have something playing. It could be a instrumental, it could be a soundtrack, it could be a, a set from a concert, or just like Spotify, put it on shuffle, but I always have something playing, that's for sure. Um, I can't say I'm like a music guy in terms of like, I specifically follow an artist or two, or I've been to a million concerts, but I definitely have some tunes playing at all times, if not a podcast such as Terradome. Well, I man, you, you, uh, <laughs> you break it down like that: sports, movies, playing golf. What else do I do? I'm I'm kind of struggling to find something. I don't know. Makes me sound like a boring guy. Nah, man, that's a pretty full slate, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, the other thing you talk about the schedule in the summertime, I'll get to travel, um, we'll get to go home, 
get to go see some friends. I got a golf trip lined up, got some weddings to go to. So it'll be good to see some family and friends this summer too. Are there any courses that you like, do you have like a list of courses you're trying to knock off your list or no? You know, I really don't. Um, like we covered, I grew up in the Richmond area, so I played a good number around there. Um, and I went to school here, I work here, so I played the ones around here and a few in Roanoke. Um, the golf trip I'm referring to, we go down to uh, Myrtle Beach. And so one of my friends, he's a regular down there, he knows all the best spots, so he kind of picks out our courses down there. And I don't think you can go wrong because there's so many good ones, but I don't know. I. I can't really say there's any in particular that I'm just dying to get out to that are realistic anyways. I got you. Well, growing up in Harrisonburg, we have a Buffalo Wild Wings there. And I worked there for a brief time, and I was always the super regular. It's kind of like the way I treat PKs when I come to Blacksburg. It just feels like a a home almost. Like you go in, you know everybody. The vibes are always good, you know. Uh, good sports, um, good sports atmosphere. Uh, they, two of the managers there were telling me they are going down, they have a conference in Orlando or Jacksonville this year for like the managers for B-dubs and they get to play TPC Sawgrass. So they were excited about that. They got room for one more? <laughs> right. That would be, <laughs> they play like the old course, apparently like the original one, not like the new one that they use, but. As far as like being a golf fan, I would love to attend the Waste Management Open out in uh, Phoenix. I think that would be insane. Uh, but I <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, my buddy got to go this year. Um his his dad relocated out to Phoenix and his company was able to get um a suite and I I believe it overlooked the 16th hole, which is the big party hole, so that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that that is insane. Outside of, like, obviously, like, Augusta and, like, the big majors, the yeah, waste management would definitely be the one I would be trying to go to. Um, do you follow the tour a lot? Do you get the chance to watch any or no? I do get the chance. Um, I don't always take it. Um, if it's a Saturday and I'm not working, um, then I don't always opt to watch sports on TV. Sometimes I do – other stuff, watch movies or hang out or, you know, travel, like I said, but I do sit down and watch it when I can. Um, I did so this past weekend, watch the playoff um, with Fitzpatrick beating speed and all the majors. I definitely take time out to watch for sure. Who are your favorite golfers? And don't say Tiger Woods because I feel like Tiger is everybody's favorite golfer, <laughs> <laughs> including like I love Tiger, too. So I always try to exempt him. Um. I don't know. I feel like I'm very sympathetic and I like a lot of the guys out there. Um, you gotta, you gotta do something bad for me to not like you. Like at this point, the way people are treating Patrick Cantlay and his, his slow pace of play, you know, I don't really like slow players either. So I can't really root for him at the moment, but really, really just a lot of guys out there. I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to narrow it down to be honest with you. I don't have, I don't have that one guy who I always ride for, you know, uh, when he is out there, when he is looking good and healthy, certainly Tiger would be that guy for me. But uh, otherwise, I don't know if I have a number two right now. 
I have three. Besides right. Tiger, I have three. I got Ricky Fowler. It's kind of like my OG. I love Ricky. I am a Brooks Kapka guy. Okay. Hey. I feel can't ruin me. Eagle cost me about four hundred bucks <laughs> on Masters weekend. Um, and Max Homa. I'm a big Max Homa guy. Yeah, those are good picks. Hey, I respect Brooks too. He's one of the best major players of of his era at this point. So, gotta respect what he's done. Absolutely, man. Circling back to movies, though, all the movies you've watched, could you formulate a a top five, a tentative top five of your favorite movies you've ever seen? I think I can. Um, Before I start, I at one point I tried like a ranking system, and it's really hard to articulate your thoughts and try to give a score. Now I do utilize one of these apps, things called Letterboxd, and I rate movies and stuff. Um, But that's about as technical as I get. Um, I know you follow my Twitter thread. I try to stay away from just straight up giving it a score because I don't want to influence people. Just kind of tell you what the vibes are. But I think I can get into my top five and and really, I think it's only going to span two directors, you know, my two favorite directors. Um, so I'm a big Christopher Nolan guy. He did the Dark Knight trilogy, Inception, Interstellar, a bunch of movies like that. My sneak pick would be uh, The Prestige, a movie he did with Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman and Michael Caine. Um, I think 06 it came out. Uh, but it's really good. It's based on a book, which I read after the fact. Didn't like the book as much once I'd already seen the story play out. But I think it's really good. Um, it's kind of a thriller with a nonlinear narrative, which is good. Um, the other one from him that I really, really like is The Dark Knight, of course. Um, I actually remember I was in middle school when it came out. I went and saw it in theaters with my buddy. Uh, we had a great time. and. I've seen it countless times since, and it never gets old. Never gets old. Um, Let's see. Moving down to Quentin Tarantino, I enjoy his work. Inglorious Bastards, that's got to be up there. I think that's one of the better movies I've seen, period. Um, Kind of revisionist history on World War II, but I think it's really good. And then, strictly talking my favorites, then I'd have to also put uh, Django Unchained up there. Django's really good. Jamie Foxx, Christoph Waltz, excellent job. And then let me just rattle off a couple for my fifth spot that are kind of like comfort movies that I've seen a bunch that I really like. Uh, 300, you know, This is Sparta. Um, I, I could probably quote the whole thing for you. It's it's a good one, very visually stunning. Uh, I think Zack Snyder directed it. Um, and then, funny enough, Gerard Butler is in this other one, uh, Law Abiding Citizen. I've seen that on TNT a million times, a million times. Jamie Foxx, it's a good one. And then give you a comedy to go in there as well, Wedding Crashers. Can't go wrong with Wedding Crashers. Uh, it's a perfect Sunday movie. Uh, maybe you were at... DK's or Benny's too long and you just need to chill out. You no know, wedding crashes always gives me a laugh. So those are those are some of my top. 
solid list, man. You can't go. Yeah, Wedding Crashers is classic. Um, it's just it, it never gets old, uh, and it hasn't aged poorly, so that's good. Uh, if I had to give a top five, just off the top of my head, it would be Top Gun. Batman, the nineteen eighty nine Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Terminator two. Then I would go Forrest Gump. I love Forrest Gump and Footloose. Kevin Bacon. Probably be just off the top of my head, top five. But then you throw in like. Wedding Crashers, and then uh, Tarantino-wise, I think my favorite's actually Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I thought that was an amazing movie. Um, But he does a lot of good stuff. I'm always going to go see his stuff. There are certain actors I'll always go see as well. If Denzel puts something out, I'm seeing it. Tom Cruise, I'm seeing it. Matthew McConaughey, I'm seeing it. Like, same way with, like, Scorsese or somebody like that. Um, just directors, you just automatically give the benefit of the doubt. Doesn't matter what it is, they put it out. You're at least watching it. Yep, no doubt, no doubt. Who are some of your other favorite actors? Mm, let's see, man. Oh, obviously, yeah. I mentioned Tom Cruise. I do like Kevin Bacon. I'm not gonna call him a favorite, but uh. He did. Um, did you see the show? What was the show he did a couple years ago? It was amazing. It was on television. Did you see that? Oh, um, it- with the following, the following. That was what it was called. Kevin Bacon. That was a great show. If you ever get into series, watch that one. Um, it was like a thriller. But uh, hmm, that's tough. I love so many people. Uh, yeah, Denzel, Tom. Uh, obviously Samuel Jackson's awesome. Bruce Willis, Arnold. Um. Wow. I do like Will Ferrell a lot, but he's he's missed a lot as of late. I think '90s Adam Sandler, like early 2000s Adam Sandler, was pretty peak. Uh, Chris Farley doesn't get enough respect. <laughs> he was hilarious. Um, yeah, man, I like so many people. It's kind of incredible. Uh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper's done a lot of good stuff. Uh, the whole hangover crew was amazing. Um, Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso, loving him. Um, yeah, I'm just all over the place, man. Yeah, there you go. I was going to say my top couple, uh, Christian Bale, uh, he was in my top two movies, and he's he he never turns in a bad performance, it seems like. Really impressive the way he changes his body, too. Like, true method actor. He's really good. Um, and then similar kind of guy, Tom Hardy, you know, depending on what you've seen him in, you might not know that he's British. Um, he does a great job. So those are probably, those are probably one a and one B for me. Yeah. Tom and Christian both are amazing. And I do love, I do love the, uh, Nolan Batman movies. Um, the new one with Pattinson was really good too. That's one of my favorites to be honest. Um, I can't wait to see what they do with that, but it's going to be like 2025, I think, before it comes out. Anyway, uh, was who else? There was somebody on my brain. Oh, Denzel's kid does a really good job, too. Um, John David. Yeah, he's awesome. Did you see uh, Tenet? 
Yeah, I love Tenet. That was one of my favorite. That was really good. I think that's an interesting one. I saw it in theaters, and then I saw it again. It was kind of hard to to follow along, not going to lie. But I do think it was really good and ambitious. Um, to, to get a little technical, I thought the sound mixing wasn't good because the the beat was super loud when they were trying to talk. But I thought it was a good project. The problem is, I don't think it's going to be a movie that you're going to sit down and watch on TNT too often, just because like you got to sit down and pay attention. But I thought it was a good project, and that had Pattinson in it too. Yeah, are you excited? Uh, was it Oppenheim? I think that's going to yeah. be good. Oppenheimer, uh, Killian Oppenheimer. Murphy, and the rest of Hollywood is in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those for sure. That, see, that day might be a, a double feature because the Barbie movie comes out that day, too. Oh, yeah, you going? We'll see. We'll see. I'm definitely, that's in my category of, like, I want to see it, but I don't know if I want to go see it, you know? But I know it's going to get a lot of attention, so to be in the loop, might have to go see it. Yeah, man, it might make for some good uh, social media content for the basketball team. <laughs> that's right that's right we steal from pop culture when we can you should that's twitter 101 man well carter man i pre- I know you're busy man i appreciate you taking the time to come on here talk to me today it was a good conversation we covered a lot the people now know you if they didn't before i feel like they got a good look at you Cause you're a good dude and I appreciate everything you've done and will do for me and this platform. Yeah, man. Love working with you, Dan. Glad we got to connect and got to see you in castle and then ran into each other down at PK. So anytime you're in town, hit me up and look forward to getting you connected with more athletes and coaches for Terradome, baby. Absolutely. Yeah. I need to be in castle more next year um are they renovating it now is it going to look different next year is that is that immediate or no do you know no that's that's down the road uh we gotta we gotta raise the funds before we can start moving some stuff around so if y'all listening to this we did just sell out the seats for the the next season season ticket holders that all the seats are sold congratulations women's basketball but if you were in the building the regional like the first game first weekend in castle and you saw that baby packed from corner to corner that's what these women deserve every game so come out spend your money support the women let's get these upgrades for castle because they deserve you know castle's great but they deserve the best and to get the best you got to come out support them so you can raise the funds hit the fundraisers you know donate to who you got to donate to Let's get this thing popping. Let's win. Let's get that trophy case full. Let's do this thing. You know? Couldn't have said it better myself, bro. That's my pitch. Let's go. Go Hokies. <laughs>